What if you had a clear, concise plan on how to beat that crushing Hashimoto's fatigue? That is what we're going to talk about today, my 5F formula to beat fatigue. The majority of it is going to be framed around how we work out and how we move our body, but some of it will start to dive into root causes and how to feed our mitochondria. I am Dr. Emily Kybird. I'm a chiropractor. I'm a mother to Elvis in Brooklyn. I have Hashimoto's. It has currently been in remission for the last six years, and I'm going to share with you how to walk those steps to either putting your own Hashimoto's into remission or just feeling amazing in your body while still living with Hashimoto's. All right, so let's break it down today in today's Thyroid Strong Shorty episode. The five F's, the five F formula to beating fatigue, that crushing fatigue that happens with Hashimoto's. So the first one is going to be framed around how we work out and how we move our body. The first F is frequency. So I encourage you to start to work up to three resistance training workouts a week, 20 to 30 minutes in length with nice long rest breaks between your sets. So maybe one to two minutes of rest between your sets. I'm going to encourage you to go on the heavier side, maybe start with fewer reps. Maybe you just play with the three to five rep range, but working up to three workouts a week. If you're only walking, you're only doing Pilates or yoga or bodyweight workouts, this may feel more challenging. If you are the woman with Hashimoto's that is doing CrossFit six days a week and burning the candle at both ends and maybe giving yourself a little bit of adrenal insufficiency, you might have to back it down. The second F is going to be form. So I teach Inside Thyroid Strong, my six-week signature workout program for women with Hashimoto's to learn how to work out without the burnout, this BBS method, breath, braced, and stacked. So one of the first things I have to teach women when they are lifting a weight is how to breathe. Do not suck your belly to the spine. Do not draw up and in. Do not take a short, shallow breath into the chest. Don't take a big, huffy, puffy breath into the chest either you want to breathe down and wide all the way down to the inside of your hip points so below the belly button you want to breathe wide as you inhale and you want to breathe into your low back this will push your spine out of extension from the inside so as you take a breath in the diaphragm pushes the organs down the organs being pushed down, pushes into the front of the spine, pushing it out of extension. What does this create? This creates a rigid spine, a stable spine, as you're picking up the weight. This is why we breathe this way and not pull our belly to the spine. When we pull our belly button to the spine, you are creating an unstable spine. You brace. So once you breathe in, you keep that breath tanked up and you pull your weight and then you put the weight back down and then you can relax your belly. The last part of that BBS method under the F, the second F form is getting stacked. So you want your ribs stacked over your pelvis. 
That's one piece. So that when you do breathe in and you're pushing the organs into the front of the spine to create a rigid spine, to stabilize your spine so that you don't injure your back. You're also going to get stacked in your ears, over your shoulders, over your hips. So for example, like the top of a deadlift, top of a squat, we don't want our hips pushing overly through in the deadlift, creating a extension in our back, compressing our SI joints in our low back. We want to just kind of sneak the hips right under our ribs. So breath, braced and stacked. If our form falls out of this place and loses these three principles, like let's say we're overarching in our low back when we're pressing overhead, when we start to fatigue, this will create more fatigue in the body. Like it will tire us out if we're using poor form in our lifts because then we are irritating and straining the muscles potentially and spraining the ligaments and putting the extra pressure on the joints, which in the long run, if you're in pain, is if you've never experienced chronic pain, is very fatiguing. If you have Hashimoto's, you've probably experienced some glimpse of joint pain and muscle aches. So the second F is form. The first one was frequency of our workouts. The third one is feed. How do we feed our bodies? So I frame thyroid strong all around feeding our muscle tissue. Why do I frame it that way? So many women are struggling with trying to lose weight with Hashimoto's. Why not focus on the fat? It's another F, not one of my Fs, but I like to focus on the muscle, right? So when we focus on losing fat, it's usually deprivation, caloric restriction, cutting things out versus if we focus on feeding the muscle, it is through eating protein, 30 grams per meal, which feels satiating, right? So instead of deprivation, what if we start to feed our body through satiation? How do we do this? 30 grams of protein per meal, minimum, it's muscle protein synthesis. So it stimulates basically the production of muscle tissue. You want to eat that 30 grams within a window, not grazing all day. I used to be a grazer. I would eat a meal and then I'd kind of like walk around or I'd eat like part of my meal, walk around, do some work, eat the next part. You want to eat that 30 grams within a 15 to 20 minute window to stimulate muscle protein synthesis. You want to eat until you're 80% full, right? So you don't want to eat until you are totally gorged. I eat my protein first and then I eat my vegetables. If you're asking M, what the heck does 30 grams of protein look like? It looks like this. I don't weigh my food. I don't break out a scale and weigh my food. I go by the visual. Five eggs, a card deck size of ribeye, a fist size of ground beef. And I understand my fist is going to be different than, you know, a six foot five guy's fist, but approximately a fistful of ground beef or a palm size of chicken breast. So that is what 30 grams of protein looks like. You're going to eat till you're 80% full. Don't gorge yourself. If we're feeding ourselves appropriately with protein to stimulate muscle protein synthesis, the assumption is that our calories are in check, that we are not overfeeding ourselves. One of the things I also consider in that feeding window is intermittent fasting. 
and this is not for every everyone and it's not for every woman with Hashimoto's and some doctors would even argue that women should not intermittent fast but if the big dial movers are in check so we're working out we're eating appropriately not overfeeding ourselves we're eating 30 grams of protein per meal minimum we're getting quality sleep and other stressors in life are not at an all-time high. Then I would say play with intermittent fasting, also known as time-restricted feeding. The window of 18 hours, no eating, eight hours feeding, you could work up to that. So you could do 12 hours on, 12 hours off, then start to work your way towards eight hours eating, 16 hours off. There's different research out there that talks about intermittent fasting. A great resource for this is Mike Mutzel, Metabolic Mike. He has a bunch of YouTube videos on this if you want to dive deeper into intermittent fasting. I play with this on and off. I don't intermittent fast full-time year-round. The fourth F is focusing in on potential root causes of Hashimoto's. I have a whole bonus module with different functional medicine docs speaking to different root causes or triggers of Hashimoto's inside Thyroid Strong. But some of the things would be to focus in on is how to optimize your blood work so that you are in a optimal range versus the conventional range where the thyroid lab markers are a little broader and wider. It includes the more sick population. So if you narrow in and make it, you know, try to work with a practitioner to help your thyroid lab work be optimized, you will probably have a ton more energy. I know I did. Some other things to uh, to focus in on would be the triggers. Mold, mycotoxins that zaps your energy, parasites, you know, parasites and anemia go hand in hand. Anemia is one of the causes for major fatigue. About 50% of women with Hashimoto's get diagnosed with iron deficiency anemia. The next trigger to look into would be endocrine disruptors and any pesticides. So if you grew up or live currently near a golf course or railroad tracks, those things get sprayed with pesticides all the time. Pesticides are an endocrine disruptor and add load to the body, which then can lead to more inflammation in the body and are also lead to leaky gut. Another thing to look into would be your gut health and starting to heal leaky gut. Any sort of nutrition, nutrient deficiencies. If you're experiencing leaky gut, you're probably not absorbing the vitamins and minerals in your food. So if you're having any sort of nutrient deficiencies, you will also be experiencing fatigue. Another thing that I consider under focus in is your mitochondria. Your mitochondria are considered the powerhouses of our cells. They are responsible for producing energy by burning macronutrients. So increasing the size and increasing the number of our mitochondria, so increasing the size and number of our powerhouses of our cells, is known as mitochondrial biogenesis. And it can increase energy and increase fat burning. So ways to optimize our mitochondria to increase the size of the number of our mitochondria would be cold plunges which are very hot right now 
<laughs> red light therapy, fasting. Those would be kind of three that would be an easy access point. So, and then also starting to remove any sort of mitochondrial killers like mold and mycotoxins. Those are notorious for just tanking those energy powerhouses of our cells. The last F is forget it. Some things to forget, chronic cardio. So if our whole second, if our whole third F was to feed our muscle tissue, doing tons and tons of cardio is going to actually break down your muscle tissue. And if we already have a hard time maintaining our muscle tissue, keeping the meat on the bones with Hashimoto's due to that hypothyroid component of Hashimoto's, because every cell, every metabolic process, including regenerating and building our muscle tissue requires thyroid hormone. If we're hypothyroid and we have underactive thyroid hormones, we are going to have a harder time maintaining our muscle tissue. Cardio breaks down muscle tissue. So forget the cardio. I encourage you to build a base of strength three to four days a week of resistance training and then start to add the cardio in. I'm not saying don't hit your 10,000 steps a day. I'm saying marathon training, ultra marathon training, triathlon training, maybe forget that for a while, like sideline those personal goals of races and focus on the resistance training to get really strong and to maintain your muscle tissue. The other thing to forget is stretching. This may be controversial, but this is a clinical observation. I've noticed a lot of women in my practice, my in-person practice, who had autoimmune conditions, had a component of hypermobility, that tissue laxity, that like that lack of joint integrity in the joints. And when someone hangs out on the ligaments of their joints versus having stability in the joints, they feel tight in certain areas of the body. No amount of stretching is going to help rein in those joints and help them stabilize and integrate and make them feel stable. The only thing that's going to do that is decreasing the inflammatory load on the body by how we're eating, our stress levels, how we're working out, our environmental toxin exposures that I mentioned earlier under the focus in, that F, the focus F. And no amount of stretching is going to stabilize those joints. You have to pick up a heavy weight with amazing form, put it down and do it again. The last thing to forget is harder is better. As you know, with Hashimoto's, there is a component of the type A personality, perfectionist, and some of us Hashi ladies. And sometimes we think, okay, harder is better. More is better. When things aren't going our way or stress, we're just going to push harder and we'll get our way. I encourage you to let go of that mindset and let go of that approach because it will fatigue you. It will tank you out. It will feel like you're burning the candle at both ends indefinitely. And I encourage you to focus on the foundations of your health, your sleep, how you're eating, your exercise, and then see how you feel. Things will flow better. You won't feel like you're pushing water all the time, which I know I have felt the majority of my life is just push, 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 being that Capricorn that I am. So we're going to do a little recap. The 5F formula to be fatigue, frequency of your workouts, the form in your workouts, 
how you feed your body, prioritizing your muscle tissue, not only in hitting your optimal protein targets, but also resistance training, focusing in on root causes and triggers of your Hashimoto's. Part of that is feeding your mitochondria, the powerhouses of your cells. And lastly, forget the things that are tanking you out, that are burning the candle at both ends, that are depleting your energy. It might even be just unhealthy relationships. So those are the five F's. Hope you wrote them down, took some notes. I go into way deeper depth of these five F's inside Thyroid Strong, my signature six-week workout program. If you want to join, it's open anytime. You can go to dremilykyber.com forward slash thyroid dash strong, and you'll find all the details there. Or you can just go to my website and go to the programs bar. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it with your mother, share it with your sister, share it with a girlfriend whom you might think is dealing with a thyroid condition, but maybe doesn't even know it yet, hasn't been diagnosed yet. And if you really, really love it, feel free to write a review, an honest review. I read every single one of them so that the word and the message of how to heal your Hashimoto's just reaches more women in this world. Thank you, ladies, for listening in. Every listener means so much. This is truly a labor of love, and I'll see you next time.